Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Turn with me to the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. While you're turning there, don't forget Thursday night midweek connect service, 7 p.m., we will hope to see you there. We're going to have another great service on Thursday night. Amen. Also great to have all of our guests with us tonight, today. Amen. This morning's service. God bless you. We're so glad you're here uh, to be a part and uh, to make our service even more special with, your, with you uh, coming and uh, taking time out to be with us. Amen. 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 Second Kings chapter number 4. And verse number 25. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi, his servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her. And say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with, thy chi- with the child? And she answered, it is well. Amen. God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, uh, I need your help today, Lord, as as every time I get behind this sacred desk, that your perfect will would be done, that you would help me to say what you'd want me to say, to be a blessing, amen, to those that are here, God. Have your holy way in Jesus' name and let your word speak volumes to each and every one of us in jesus name we pray and everybody say amen Amen. god bless you you may be seated i want to preach on the subject it is well it is well when it comes to the subject of faith faith really has nothing to do with how we feel Faith has nothing to do with what we see. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 tells us we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. We walk by faith, not by sight. Our text is talking about a Shunammite woman, a woman from the town of Shunam. She was... A lady that, at the reading of those two passages, was in very frantic situation. Her emotions were off the charts. She was numb with the news that she had just been given. And all she could think about was, I have to get to the man of God. And I've got to talk to him. And she told her husband, she goes, I'm going. Give me a servant. Give me some... uh, you know, some animals to ride on, horses, whatever, donkeys, and I'm going. Amen. And I got to get to the man of God and I've got to talk to him. Amen. For something terrible had just happened in her family. Amen. And she needed to hear from God. Amen. And so she's on her way to the prophet, and the prophet sees her afar off and sends his servant and says, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is this just a social visit? Amen. And she uses the, she says, it is well. Amen. 
it is well. Praise God. So, faith also, not only does it have to really do with feelings and what we see, it really has not nothing to do with what we hear either. Amen. For so many things that we hear and see and feel try to squash our faith, try to get us to doubt, get us to, uh, you know, question, amen, and uh, not believe that God can do it, amen. Faith is unquestioning belief. Unquestioning belief in what? In myself, in others? No, unquestioning belief in an almighty God whose name is Jesus Christ. That's what faith is. Praise God. Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Faith, amen, will take the place when you're not seeing what you want to see, when you're not hearing what you want to hear, when you're not feeling the way you want to feel. Amen. Get some faith in your life. Amen. For it will be the substance you need. It will be hands-on evidence that you need that you can grab a hold of to when, until you start seeing what you want to see and hearing what you want to hear and feeling what you want to feel. We got to have faith in God. Amen. Faith is unseen but felt. Faith is strength when we feel we have none. Faith is hope when all seems lost. Faith will take the place of those things that try to bring doubt into our lives. Mark chapter 11 verse 23 For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith. Amen. Praise God. God is wanting us to talk to the mountain. Amen. And a mountain, I know usually we hear about a mountain, a mountaintop experience usually is a good thing. But when you have a mountain in your life, it's not talking about a good thing. Amen. He says, there's a mountain in your life. You need to speak to it. Speak faith to it. Amen. You're a child of the king. You don't have to take no for an answer. You don't have to say, oh, well, I guess I, that mounts in my way. I don't can't do nothing about it. Oh, yes, you can. Amen. You have faith in God. He's the creator. He, he made the mountains, and he can move the mountains. He can move that mountain. He's just waiting for somebody to say, it is well. Amen. Doubt is the enemy of faith. Doubt will short-circuit our faith. Amen. And when Jesus asked the father of the demon-possessed boy in Mark chapter 9 if he believed that he could heal his son, the father said something very profound that we can all relate to. Amen. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 9 verse 24, the father of the child answered that question. He cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Amen. He said, yes, I believe, but there's doubt in there too, God. 
Amen. There's doubt in there too, Jesus. He, because I knew you got to put yourself in those father's shoes. He took him to the doctors for weeks and weeks and months probably. He took him to the, the therapist. He took him to this thing. He took him to that. Every home potion and home remedy and everything. He was just grasping at straws. I want my boy back. I want anything to do to get him healed up. Amen. And even he gave him a deal to Jesus' apostles, his disciples, and they couldn't cast him out. And he, he was running at the end of his rope. So he answered that question, I do believe God. But these all these circumstances, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing and what I'm feeling, it's really squashing my belief with doubt. But I still believe, I still believe. And Jesus said, good enough for me. Hey, get out of that little boy, demon. And that boy was given back to his dad right there on the spot, healed every which way. We all face doubt. We all, amen, trying to believe God, but we're seeing and hearing and feeling all these things that say, no way, it can't happen. I'm here to say it can happen. You can't let your feelings and your seeing and your hearing govern what you believe in God. Let faith overwhelm and override those things. Praise God. So now let's tell a little bit more backstory on this Shunammite lady. If you rewind back in the Bible a little bit from our passage, Elisha would come past Shunam, the town, and past this lady's house. She was married to an, uh, an elderly man, and she was a prominent lady, the Bible said. So she was, uh, you know, well-off, prominent lady in the community there in Shunam. And she would pass by, he would pass by, and, and she said to her husband, look at this man of God, I see that he's a good man. Let's bring him in and let's give him some lunch and some, something to drink. She would just start, you know, every time he'd pass by, hey, come, come off the, the busy, dusty road, and I'll, I'll feed you and give you something to drink, and you can rest your legs for a while before you get on your journey again. And, and, uh, and so they would do that for a while, and then, you know, she talked to her husband, and she said, you know what, why don't we build a little room off to the side of our house. Amen. And let's just put it up there and it's just going to be something just real modest and one little one room thing and it'll have a little table and, and a little thing, you know, the little candlestick so he can read at night and a little bed where he can sleep and, and when he comes by through here and it's kind of late at night, we'll feed him dinner and then we'll say, you know what, you don't need to be on the road this late and why don't you just take a rest in here. We built you a little house. We built you a little room for just for you because we, we, uh, we perceive that you're a great prophet and, and you're a good man. And, and Elisha was, was just really appreciative of all that, and, and he took advantage of it, and it was so great. And, and finally, you know, she, you know, he, he said to you know, her, her, he said, well, what can I do for you for this great kindness that you showed me? Can I speak to the king on your behalf? Can I speak to the authorities here in Shunem, you know? And he, she said, no, no, you know, I, I've... I'm secure. There's no problem. I have no problems in Shunem. I've already got things. And then and she, he, he wanted to do something for her. And he, he said, Gehazi, what can we do for this lady? And he, he said, well, she doesn't have any kids. She can't have a kid. Her husband's old. You know? And they said, yes, that's good. And he calls the woman and said, in nine months from now, you're going to have a baby. And she said, don't you lie to me. 
Don't, because she said she knew her husband was old. She knew she'd been barren and she couldn't have kids. Amen. She saw and she heard and all that she'd experienced. Amen. Don't you fib to me. Don't, don't, be, don't be giving my hopes up. Don't. And sure enough, she got pregnant. And nine months later, she had a baby boy. And they were so happy. And then Elisha kept coming through, staying in the house, having meals. Amen. And seeing that little guy grow up until he was just a young strapping lad. And, and when he was old enough... He got to go out in the fields and help the harvest with his dad. But one sad day, he went out in the fields and he was starting to harvest with his dad. And he started grabbing his head and yelling, and Dad, oh, I don't know, I don't feel good. And, he, he, and the dad said, take him into his mom right now. And she took him and she tried to give him first aid or whatever and he, she, he died in her arms. This baby that she never had and never asked for died in her arms and that's and he took the she took the baby she went up into that little room she built for Elisha laid that baby on the bed and she she told her husband she goes I'm leaving and back then you didn't really tell your husband you're leaving back then you had to kind of say is it okay if I leave I'm just saying I know it's like well this is 2019 but that I'm just back then okay so just humor me and he, but you know, she had that look in her eye like he, he just wasn't going to say nothing. I'm going right now. What are you doing? You can't just go. Yeah, give me a servant. He can watch over me. Give me a couple animals. Give me some provisions. And I'm going. I got, why do you got to go now? I got to go now to the man of God. I got to go now. And she gets over there, and now we get to what we read in the beginning. And, you know, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the, with the child? And she said, it is well. Is this lady a liar? No. That's faith talking, people. Amen. Her seeing, her hearing, her feeling, it was all messed up. It was doubt, doubt, doubt. Amen. But she said, I'm putting them up on, the, on the Elisha's bed. I'm going to Elisha. I'm going to the miracle. And it is well. Because I'm going where it's going to. I'm not going to stay here and cry in my root beer. I'm going to God where something can happen. It is well. That's faith talking. She spoke substance. She spoke evidence. It is well. It is well. It doesn't look well to me. It's well. I'm here with you now. It's going to be well. Amen. There are several examples of people in the Bible. I'm going to just, I'm, you notice I'm breaking this story up. I'm making you wait till the end before I tell you the end of the story. Amen. Praise God. There's several examples of people in the Bible that spoke faith even in the midst of difficult circumstances. Just like the lady. They were, in a, in a way, they were saying, it is well. Praise God. John chapter 11, when Lazarus got sick, Jesus was out of town. He got a, a, a word that Lazarus was sick and he still didn't come. He waited till Lazarus died. And then he came. And Martha came to him. Amen. After he came, and she came out and she said, you know what, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And he said, hey, I'm here now, and everything's going to be fine. Yeah, I know. You know, he, he, you know, I know he's going to be in the resurrection at the last day. He said, I am the resurrection. 
Why are you wanting to wait till the last day? How about right now? Resurrection's here now, today, looking at you in the face. <laughs> Folks, we so many times put our faith off till tomorrow and say, well, I'm really going to muster it up and I'm going to believe next week for something when you need now faith. Not tomorrow faith. Now, right now. Come up out of the grave. God, do it. It is well right now. Right now, faith. But she said a statement that let her let Jesus know that hey, she's got faith. She was questioning a little bit there, but after he said it a little bit, he said, she said in eleven twenty two, I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask God, God will give it you. So he, she was getting she was getting what he was saying. All right, I'm going to watch what you're going to do. Oh, I'm going over to the grave right now. Woo! Everybody, come on over. Resurrection of life. Walking over to the grave. What's going to happen? Not going to be a regular funeral. Not going to be a regular graveside service. Amen. He's asking the stone to be rolled away. Lazarus, come forth. Amen. Resurrection of life. He came back right then, folks. Because Martha showed some faith. Even when doubt was present. Amen. Then there was a lady who had an issue of blood, 12 years, hemorrhaging. She went to all the doctors. She went to everything, all the clinics. She, she used all her money. She hawked everything. She didn't have no pennies left, and she grew worse. So she had doubt. She wasn't seeing, hearing, or feeling good at all. Amen. And then, but she heard that Jesus was coming by. And this is my last hope. I'm going to get out. I'm going to drag myself. I don't have any strength to even get out of bed, let alone go down the street. But I know I heard what he did before. And I know he can do something for me. And he, she said something very profound. It's kind of like that it is well statement. She said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Amen. It's going to be okay if I can just get out of this bed and I'm going to grab the hem of his garment and I'll be whole. And sure enough, she did. And Jesus said, who touched me? And the disciples said, man, you got all these groupies around you wanting your autograph, touching you and looking like I touched Jesus. I'm, I'm going to sell this on eBay and, and, you know, everything else and whatever all these other sites. And... He said, no, no, I know all those touches. Those were not touches of faith. Amen. She touched me and virtue went out. I got touched with faith. I got touched with desperation. And it came out. Amen. And then she came and said, I touch you. Go thy way. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Amen. The Roman centurion had a, had a really cherished and dear servant of his, a man home on his deathbed. And he came to Jesus and he said, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under the roof of my house. But I, I, I believe that if something could happen, amen, you can do it. Amen. And the centurion answered in Roman and Mark Matthew 8 8, Lord, speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. You don't have to even come to my house. I know that you'll stand right here and it'll happen over there. 
Amen. We don't have to wait to come to church for a healing to take place in our lives. We ought to come to church when the doors are open. But you don't have to wait for Thursday or Sunday to have your healing. God wants to heal you Monday, Tuesday. Amen. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. God wants to heal you all week long. Amen. He doesn't even have to have someone lay hands on. He can just heal you. He can do it any way he wants. He spoke to one guy and his blindness went away. He spit directly in one guy's eyes and his blindness went away. He spit on the ground and made a mud ball and put the mud ball in this guy's eyes and told him to wash in the pool and get the mud out of his eyes and he, he healed. He was healed of blindness. Three ways God healed blindness and one wasn't even a touch. One was a direct hop to him spit in the eye and the other one was a mud ball but three different ways God can do it any way we want sometimes we think well that's the only way God will do it we put him in a box and we put him in a box that's all he's going to do is in the box but when you get your mind and your faith blown wide open and saying God you do it how you want to do it I'm just going to believe you're going to do it I don't know how I don't know when I don't know where I don't know the whys amen but it is well you're going to do it you're going to do it And Jesus said, go thy way, your servant is healed. And he got back home, took him a while to get home because he was a ways from home. And he just said, I'm curious, guys, about what time did he start getting better? And they said, such and such a time. And he goes, hmm, that's the time that Jesus said, go thy way, a servant is better. Amen. God can do it, folks. It is well. I don't care if things are crumbling around you. Amen. You hold on to your faith. When everything else goes away, you've got to keep your faith in God. Amen. You know the one thing when Jesus prayed for Peter? Amen. He didn't pray that he wouldn't fail him because he did fail him. And will fail God sometimes too. You know what he prayed for Peter? Peter, I have prayed for you. Satan has come to me and desired to have you that he may sift you like wheat, like flour in a sifter. But I pray for you that, you that your faith would not fail. Because when all other things kind of go down sometimes in our lives, if we still got our faith, we can get back up. Amen. And Peter, he went on to betray the Lord. Amen. Not betray him, but to deny him three times. And he was, he was felt bad about it. He went out and wept bitterly, but his faith didn't fail him. He got back up. He was there. He got the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. And he preached the first sermon. Amen. You don't have to be perfect to live for God. Sure, we're going to keep the commandments and do our best. But we got to have our faith through it all, folks. We can't lose our faith. we got to have our faith. we got to keep doubt back and faith in the forefront. Amen. Now for the conclusion of the Shunammite story. Amen. Praise God. Is your husband well? Are you well? Is your, your child well? I haven't seen that little guy in a while. Boy, he's got to be having a deep voice by now. It is well. And then she just went on. She said, 
Didn't I tell you that you weren't supposed to lie to me? Didn't I tell you I didn't even ask for this child and you gave me this child and you better get home right now and do something about it. Boy, she was a mama bear. And somebody's messing with her cubs. Boy, even the prophet said, he said, Gehazi, because you know, you, you have a servant and you use him. Here's my rod. Take this rod and go put it on the child. And they, so Gehazi ran ahead and put it on the child and nothing happened up in that little room at the house. So he just hung out there. And then the woman left and said, I'm going to. And Elisha said, I'll be right with you. So then they got up there and he said, boss, nothing happened. Amen. And she said, hey, this better get fixed. Because I said it is well and it's going to be well. In the name of Jesus. He didn't say that. She didn't say in the name of Jesus. But I can tell in her mind, she knew she had her whole faith in the man of God and the God of the man. Amen. She had her whole faith in that situation. Praise God. So Elisha went in to that little room and shut the door and it was just him and death alone right there. And he, he stretched out himself over the child and laid on top of the child. Amen. And, you know, prayed and nothing happened. He got up and he walked around. And then he went and he laid back over the child again. And the child's body became warm. And the child sneezed seven times. And the child opened his eyes. Amen. And he said, Gehazi, go bring the boy back to his mom. Amen. She said it's well, and it ended up well. Praise God. Folks, we got to have that kind of faith that even when everything's falling apart and it doesn't look good, amen, we got to say, Lord, until you say it's not well, it is well. Amen. Until you say it's over, it's not over. I'm going to hold on with a stranglehold to my faith in God. I don't got nothing else. I got to have faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. There was a Syrophoenician woman. She wasn't Jewish. She was from Syrophoenicia, which was a Gentile place. And she came where Jesus was there with his disciples. And she said, Lord, my daughter is vexed with the devil. You got to help me. And he said, I'm sorry. I, I was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel you're going to have to wait for when the time of the Gentiles come. And it's coming, you know. But right now, I'm focused on Israel only and stuff. And, and you know, and kind of brushed her off. And, and uh, you know, the disciples were probably you know, looking at her like, what's she doing here or whatever? But she wouldn't leave. Amen. She had a daughter vexed of a devil, and she wasn't going to go anywhere. Amen. And then and he said, he, and Jesus said, it's, it's not meat. It's not, it's not proper said, to take the children's bread and to give it to the dogs. And trying to compare, hey, you know, I'm here for the children of Israel. Amen. Not for the other Gentile nations yet. That your time hasn't come. And she said, yay, Lord. Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. In other words, she was saying, it is well. It's well, and I'm not going nowhere. Don't the dogs even eat when the, when the meal was meant for the kids at the table? If the dogs are waiting there, don't they get, you know, they, if, if, you know when they have, my dog eats like a king when I'm eating because I can never hit my plate or, you know, my mouth half the time. And so he gets all kinds of goodies. Some goodies aren't good for him, but, you know, and i got to grab them up before he gets them. Amen. 
Amen. But it's meant for the kids. But it still falls to the ground and the dog still gets some little crumbs. It's not the whole sandwich, but a little breadcrumb. And he said, oh, woman, great is thy faith. Go home and your daughter is going to be well. Your daughter is going to be well. Amen. Praise God. So I'm here to tell you, folks, even when you think, well, my faith it seems like it's only crumbs right now. That's good enough. That's good enough. Amen. Jesus said in Matthew 17, 20, Amen. Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place. It shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Amen. Nothing. Amen. She got crumbs, and she got her healing for her daughter. A mustard seed. Take a look. That's huge. Man, you're going to have to put a kidney belt so you don't get a hernia lifting that thing up. It's so small. It's one of the smallest seeds out there. But he said, if you'll have faith as a grain of mustard, if you'll just take the little crumb faith, well, look at all this doubt. Yeah, but you've got some crumbs around. You've got some little seeds of faith in your heart still. Has Jesus ever done it before you before? Why don't you think about that and get muster up some crumbs, muster up some seeds. Amen. And you talk to the mountain. And with those seeds and with those crumbs, that mountain's got to move. That mountain has got to move. But notice it says in the next verse, Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. You know how to get some more crumbs of faith and some more seeds of faith when you feel like you don't have any? Amen. You get to praying. You get to fasting. Amen. This kind, this mountain-moving faith, amen, this devil-pushing-back faith, amen, this overwhelming healing faith, it'll come when we pray and fast. Hallelujah. That is a one-two punch that will revitalize and turbocharge and renew your faith and give you more crumbs and give you a whole sandwich. Amen. And give you more seed. Give you the whole mustard tree. When you pray and fast, God will be with you. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people that seem to have faith naturally. A lot of faith. But we don't know what their, their lives been. We don't know what they do behind the scenes. One preacher told me a long time ago, he preached about it. Amen. And he said, he said, I, I'm one of those preachers that faith doesn't come easy for me. And man, I was listening because, you know, I was right up, I, I kind of was relating to him. He goes, you know, faith doesn't come easy. It doesn't come natural for me. Amen. I got to struggle in my faith sometimes because of everything that tries to swash it and all the doubt that tries to extinguish it. Amen. He said, but I have found through prayer and fasting. Amen. That that increases my faith when I pray and fast. God gives me the confidence. And that's what faith is. It's confidence and wholehearted trust and belief in God when I pray and fast. Amen. It is true that a prayer that comes from the heart can move mountains. It increases your faith and brings you closer to God. Amen. God is light. 
God is love. God is good. And He is overwhelmingly positive. Therefore, faith is a positive thing. Amen. So words of faith is a positive thing. Amen. Don't say it can't happen. Don't say it's impossible. Don't say I don't even think God can do it. You are automatically getting God out of the picture. Amen. What you need to say is it is well. It is well. If I can just pray in faith, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. Just speak the word, God. Just speak the word. Words of faith are positive words. It will happen. It's going to happen. I'm not giving up. I'm going to believe. And even when everybody around you and well-meaning people and people even love you and all that stuff, if they say, hey, hang it up. It's over. Hey, doubters, hit the road. Hit the road. Thank you, Jesus. Because they're going to try to short circuit your faith. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't talk to me. <laughs> if you're not going to encourage me, I don't want to hear your, you know, your uh, common sense that you, you're, uh, you might as well just come to grips. Amen. You talk about that lady with the issue of blood 12 years. At the same time, when Jesus was on his way to a, a, a little girl who was 12 years old laying on her deathbed, she was already pronounced dead. Jesus went in the house. Amen. And they said, well, what are you doing here? Well, I'm here to, you know, to, make, to get her up and get her out of there. She's dead. No, she's not dead. She's sleeping. They laughed him to scorn. They said, what a joke. They said, hey, she's dead. We know. We got the doctors already said so. Get out of here. Why are you giving any hope to these people? And Jesus brought Peter and John and went inside that room and kicked all the doubters out of the room. Said, hey, doubters got to go because even Jesus needed them out so he could have a clear slate and only faith people around him so he could do what he wanted to do. Amen. Even in his own hometown, they couldn't believe in him. Yeah, we grew up with this guy. And not many could be healed because they didn't have faith in him. But he went down the road into the next town and healed them all. Amen. We got to have faith and surround ourselves with people with faith or say, hey, zip it if you're not going to give me some faith right now. You're not going to give me some encouragement and hope to keep on hanging on with God. Praise God. Words of faith are positive words. Words of faith are encouraging words. Words of faith are uplifting words. They're not killing words. And words of faith will override the doubt and uncertainty that your circumstances try to overwhelm you with. And I close with this story. Amen. My wife and I were in a bad auto accident in 1987. I've told you, I'm just going to cut right to the end. Amen. The good part at the end. But you talk about all this stuff falling in on us, but we kept holding on and saying, it is well. It is well. It is well. And then in that faithful service, Brother Stone King came for that revival at the Bellflower Church back, uh, back in 1987. Amen. Or maybe it was 1988 by then. It was January. 
and she was back there amen and brother stone king just said i perceive that there's many in this congregation that need a miraculous touch of healing he said i don't even need to go and lay my hands on you god gonna heal you where you stand he said stand up and raise your hands to heaven and believe god for your healing and she stood with this big old mechanical you know, experimental bar that was screwed into her arm. Amen. And she lifted that thing up and she said, it is well, pretty much is what she said. Amen. I don't know her exact words, but she said along the lines, it is well. I believe I'm going to get healed right now. Whatever, like what Brother Stone King said, speak the word only. Speak the word. And she said she felt like a warm oil coming down her fingers into her arm. And at that point, she was healed. She went back to the doctor. She did all of this. He couldn't believe it. She was miraculous. They took x-rays. She was completely healed. So I'm here to tell you, we got to believe God. Just give it up. You're going to be... You're gonna be you're going to be deformed in that hand for the rest of your life. It's good that you just accept your fate in life. Oh, no. I'm not accepting nothing. That's what bulldog faith is. Don't accept anything. You believe on. You keep on praying. It might take a while, but you just believe it. Many of these stories. This lady was 12 years. How long was the devil-possessed boy? Who knows? How long was that girl, the Syrophoenician's daughter, possessed with the devil? Who knows? But yeah, too long, but they hung on and they believed. Praise God. Would you stand with me? Amen. It is well. I'm praying that an overwhelming evidence of things not seen, substance of things hoped for, would come into this room. And that we would just get a hold of faith like never before. Because some of us are facing things that when we go out the door, it's still going to be right up in our face. But today you're going to go out and say, it is well. God's going to do it. I'm praying. I'm fasting. I'm believing. I'm partnering up with people. Two or three are doing together. It's going to happen. It is well. Praise God. Let's reach out for faith right now. Amen. Let's talk to God. Let's come. Let's pray. In Jesus' name. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.